Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello, everyone. It is Wednesday, April 6th. Uh, got a great weekend coming up. Got some great movies, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, Ambulance comes out. And everything Everywhere All at Once. It's a wide release this weekend, so be sure to check out some of those films. Uh, Bailey, are you going to see anything this weekend? What do you have planned? Um, I'm going to try it. It's going to be difficult for me to uh, see anything this weekend because I have family in town. Um, and we're celebrating my wife's graduation, but I'm going Congratulations. to Congratulations. Thank you. I'll tell her you said that because she probably Please won't do. listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so she she's uh, graduating. We have family coming in town, and I'm going to try to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and everything everywhere all at once. Um, but that, that's just because that'll already take up a ton of my time. So yeah, those are the two movies I'm gonna try to see. What about you, Adam? What are you gonna try to see this weekend? I already have tickets for Ambulance on Thursday, and I got my tickets for Everything Everywhere All at Once on Saturday. I am I'm hyped. My wife is super excited to see Ambulance, and I'm super excited to see Everything Everywhere All at Once. So it's kind of a a quid pro quo thing. But um, I'm gonna know we're excited. So looking forward to the weekend. But uh, let's get on into it, baby. Let's get into the news today on Wednesday. Um. Let's start off, speaking of movies and things that we're excited for, The Northman had some social media reactions come out on Twitter, and I must say, as someone who is super excited for this movie, these reactions are pointing in the right direction to me. If I wasn't like already super in, now I'm super, super in. Uh, have you read any of these reactions, Bailey? Um, I haven't really read a lot. I've seen the trailer, and my gosh, this looks intense. Um, I I think it it's going to be akin to something like the Patriot, a, little, well, a lot more grit. Not the Patriot, sorry, different Mel Gibson film, Braveheart. Um, this one will probably be a lot more gritty and violent than that film. But I I'm very excited to see what the, what uh, Robert Eggers does with this movie, and it, it looks like an insane revenge tale. And I'm so pumped for this. What are your thoughts? You, I know you read some of the reviews. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about this film? I did honestly. All the reviews are like saying it is super good. They're all saying um, some of the things are saying that it's epic. Some of the things are saying that you know it looks just visually amazing. And uh, one of the reviews that I have quote posted here is from Beyond Fest on Twitter, and they say that the press there's still a press embargo, but they're not press, and they just say this film is incredible. Fully realized and epic, it reaffirms we're in the hands of a master filmmaker. Edgar Eggers is the one. And I mean, they say it looks super expensive and it just looks nice. It just sounds like a crazy awesome film and I couldn't be more on board. Like, put me in that canoe with Alexander Skarsgård. I'll row anywhere he wants me to <laughs> the whole time this movie's going on. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so intense. And the cast is stacked for this movie with with um, Anya Taylor-Joy is in it. And then how can I forget Alexander Skarsgård, 
Willem Dafoe, Ethan Hawke, Nicole Kidman, Bjork. Um, like, it's got so many people in this film. And it's it's going to be so fun to see a film like this in theaters. It's I can't remember the last time we got a good revenge film. John Wick. Uh, John Wick? Yeah, that's true, I guess. <laughs> Man, I... <laughs> Here's some more confessions. I've only seen like half of John Wick. It's just, it wasn't my taste, but it, it, yeah. I'm excited to see this though. This feels so gritty and dark and dramatic. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I can't, I cannot wait. Uh, so if you haven't, if you haven't heard about the North End yet, be sure to look into it, watch a trailer and, and you'll start saying it with him. I will avenge you father. I will save your mother. I will kill you, Fjolnir. And you'll start chanting it. I think he was having like a, what is that dream where you where you dream about it and you like you play French while you're sleeping and then you learn French? I have no idea, but. Oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll look it up <laughs> or it'll, it'll come to my mind. But yeah, I, I swear I'm dreaming about this movie. And when I go to see it, I'm going to be the Northman. <laughs> that comes out at the end of the month on April 22nd. And so I'm sure you can get tickets for that now. And so if you want to make sure that you have your seats ready for that, go ahead and pre-order your tickets now. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, anyways, moving on, we have a new announcement from Apple TV uh, that includes Jason Momoa. Bailey, what's the scoop here? Yeah, so he signed on to star, executive produce, and write a show called Chief of War. And to me, this is a very exciting show um, that that is going to be happening. It follows... It takes place in Hawaii in nineteen or seventeen ninety five. The island nation is in a state of war as four major kingdoms battle for power. Legendary warrior Ka- Kaiana, I know I just butchered that, decided to pull up roots and live as a fisherman rather than serve in Maui's army. However, that idyllic existence will not be around for long as seers identify him as the chosen leader who will bring about peace after the extended conflict. I'm excited for this. I I watched the first season of C, which is another show that Jason Momoa is in, and it's got a second season. It's very slow burn. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I, I don't know. I feel like these kind of projects like Chief of War, Aquaman, C, they're passion projects for him, for Jason Momoa. And for him to go with his his uh Islander roots, it's gonna be exciting. And seeing I, I feel like we haven't seen a good portrayal of like I, I don't know, a war movie about Hawaii. Like it's kinda cool. I don't I don't know why I'm so excited for this, but I, I'm really pumped for it. I know it's going to be a while before we see it, but I'm very excited to see what comes of it. It almost sounds like the Lord of the Rings, except instead of New Zealand, we have Hawaii. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I, I have no, I have no idea about this show, but Jason Momoa was in it. I, I didn't get to see C, um, or I haven't had the chance to watch C. That's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- thank you, Bailey. I needed that. Um, but yeah, he's good in Aquaman, and even in Dune, I really liked him. I think he's excellent in that movie for you know the small amount of time that he has he just brings like a life to it and so i'm excited to see him in this one can't wait for the battle of the four armies 
Um, let's just hope it's not a three-hour CGI fest. But I think it's a no show. Disrespect to the Hobbit. I think I think yeah. it's going to be a show. So it's going to be an eight-hour war. <laughs> eight-hour eight war. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And then moving on from that, we have Squid Game season two is aiming for a 2024 release, and that that comes from Variety. And you were saying, Bailey, you saw the first season of Squid Games, correct? I did. And yeah, it's brutal. It is so brutal. Um, and I'm I'm interested. I I wish that they didn't set it up for a second season because I don't know where they can go with it. Like it's gonna be more of a revenge tale, which is fine, but the show itself doesn't really lend itself to a revenge tale kind of experience and so it's gonna be i'm intrigued to see what they're gonna do with it but i don't really want to see more of it um i mean i'm still excited for it i'm sure i'll probably check it out when it does come out if netflix isn't at 24 dollars at that point Um, (laughs) and so we'll see um but that's that that came from the director and uh creator of squid game season one I think a long time ago he said that if he were to make another season, he would want it to focus on the cops um, and that whole thing. Because, again, I didn't watch Squid Games, but it was a huge phenomenon. So I feel like via TikTok and general banter, I've gotten an idea of what Squid Games is about. And what was I going to ask? First off, do you feel like that's a good story You know to follow? And also, were you maybe you lead with this one, were you one of those people that had to like stop, you know, after an episode, you're like, well, I got to get up. I got to get up and take a walk around, look outside, see how beautiful everything is before I dive back into this show. No, we, we binged it, um, over a couple days. I tough as nails. Yeah, it, it was rough. Um, I, I, I have the, I, I feel like I can separate my life from my reality from fiction pretty well so it was it was still pretty brutal i just i as far as your your question about seeing it with the cops i don't really care (laughs) i the the cool parts to me were the relationships between the contestants and how that evolved after each game went by and like the betrayals that would happen and the sacrifices people would make and the the heartbreak that would occur as well it's it's an intriguing show, but if you were to see it from the, like the, not I don't know whether or not to call them the police. Like they were just like their guards, like the the guards on the island. Um, the PlayStation buttons. Yeah, the PlayStation buttons. <laughs> That's a great with that coin that term if it hasn't already been. Um, <laughs> but yeah it's that's an odd concept to me. Like following the the guards. Because I, I, I could see it because that's probably the only way that the main character will inf- infiltrate the games again and try to take them down. But still, I don't... Yeah. This show is weird to me. It's good. I don't think it's as great as everybody says it was. I think just because like it had that one weekend that Netflix released it that everybody was watching it and... And then all of a sudden it made it really big. I feel like it lost its thunder really quickly as well. And I don't really care to see another season of this. I feel like you're forgetting about the memes, Bailey. The memes went so far. They had some, they had some legs. That's true. 
they did this. I will say that this show had a lot more and it may be because it was a foreign show and it's kind of a turnoff for a lot of people who don't like to read subtitles. Um, that was a big turnoff for me. And then one day I was like, I should just try it out. And after the first episode, I was hooked onto it, but it did take us. It I didn't watch it till like two months after it came out, um, just because it wasn't on the top of my watch list. And so I don't know. That's kind of how Netflix is with me. Like, I'm very picky about the stuff I watch on their their uh, streamer service, streaming service, because a lot of it's just it's the quick buzz. That's all it is. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Squid Game Season 1, you have Squid Game Season 2 to look forward to. It'll come out in the, in the future, two years from now. Who knows when? Probably but, three years. Um, probably three years. What with delays and everything, you know? Yeah. We'll blame it on Ezra Miller. Well, speaking of Ezra Miller, do you want to get into that now? or Because we're, we're, we're about to hop into the, to the HBO stuff. Do you want to just go straight to that one and then and then move on? Or how do you feel? Let's... Let's save the fire for the end. So then we'll jump into the the bright side of uh, HBO Max. If you're a fan of Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes movies, we have some good news for you. He is apparently in development with HBO Max to develop a spinoff where I believe he will be producing. Uh, And this comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Bailey, what are your thoughts about this bit of news? How do you feel about Sherlock Holmes, Robert Downey Jr., HBO Max, all that biz? Uh, we're getting Enola Holmes on HBO Max. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm i intrigued by this because I love those movies. I wish we got a third movie. Um, I don't even know if it's still happening. I feel like it's kind of been in, in development hell for the longest time. And that it's just kind of... I feel like with this with this bit of news, it's not happening. The movie? Yeah. I, yeah. I get the feeling that... You're right. And I, I get the feeling that we're not even going to be following Sherlock Holmes, which makes really? me... Really? Uh, yeah. Well, they're, they're spinoffs. Like, I feel like it's going to try to follow different characters in the, mm. the universe. Like, we had a... I, I hadn't even considered that. Like, uh, what's what's the girl's name in it? Na- Naomi Rapis? I, I got to be careful. Are you talking about her. Rachel McAdams' character? No, I... I can't remember who it was, but, um, well, we had the gypsy in the second movie, Numi Rapist, and then I, she was like a thief in that, and I feel like that would be an interesting character to follow, but if anybody, like, I want to see Professor Moriarty, like, I loved that character, and I was sad that we only got him in one movie. Because he was such, he had such a small role. And then we also have Rachel McAdams' character as well. I feel like Jude Law's character of Watson, we couldn't really follow him very much, unless he was trying to figure out where, where uh, Sherlock Holmes was again. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens, though. I just don't. I have no idea what kind of ideas they have for this though. Yeah. For me, it's probably too early to call. Yeah. Uh, if I had to, if I had to call right now, I'd be a little, you know, disappointed. You know, I'm not going to just take the middle ground and not have an opinion. My opinion is that, I don't know. I, I, I saw the first one 
and then I didn't see the second one, but then they didn't even make a third one, so I feel like the second one kind of tailed. A lot of people, I have friends that say they love the second one more than the first one because, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Jared Harris get into this plan, this chess battle of a fight, supposedly. But mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was epic. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know. I would I would say I'm not as interested. But again, I don't feel, and we haven't seen Robert Downey Jr. much since Iron Man. I didn't see Doolittle for obvious reasons that it was bad. But um, you know, I'm indifferent. Can't too early, too early to call. If I had to, I'd say, eh, whatever. Yeah, that's kind of that's how I feel about it. I wish we got a third one, but it's kind of like eleven years too late. But then again, we are getting an Avatar two, and it's like twelve years later. So I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe we get Grandpa Sherlock on in these movies, or he has a kid. That would be interesting. But I, I think that's we've exhausted that topic a little bit. So let, I think we should move on to the big acquisition, the Warner Media and Discovery merger. It really should be the Discovery and Warner Media merger since Discovery is buying Warner Media. But um, it's looking like that's going to be finalized by the end of the week. And um, what this means is that we're going to start to see. Um, the merge from like the stuff on Discovery Plus showing up on HBO Max, HBO Max possibly showing up on Discovery Plus, and eventually we'll see how they're going to be um, merging those two streaming services as they've previously announced. Um, but we're going to get a press event in the middle of next week, and so we'll likely see. We, we uh, the thing I don't want to like make any predictions about what's going to happen at the press event, but I imagine it's going to be talking about like who the big executives are going to be, who's going to be controlling HBO Max or Discovery Plus, um, and also speaking of which, we had a lot of people leave the company already. Um, with like the CEO of Warner Media, it was already he already quit, and so did the the. I don't know if they're the CEO or just the head of HBO Max. And then another, we've had a lot of executives leave the company already. And so it's going to be really exciting to see what they do with it. I hope that Discovery sees the potential intellectual property that they have, the IP that they have, and and put their money where it's going to make them the most. Like, Warner Brothers has Harry Potter, they have DC, and both of those franchises have kind of faltered recently. And I feel like they they need some revitalization. Hopefully Discovery has a plan for that. So, we'll see. But that's supposed to happen in the next week. What are your thoughts on this? I know it's more of a business kind of thing, but what are, what are you thinking of it? I mean... I guess we'll know more about the Earth on HBO Max. I don't know. What, I don't. I don't. I don't subscribe to Discovery Plus. Do you? Yeah, they they don't have just documentaries on Earth. <laughs> it's they have a lot of crime crime documentaries. They have that's what my wife likes to watch on it. I like to watch Food Network and the Magnolia Channel on there. Um, of course, jo- of course. Joanna Gaines and Chip and Joanna Gaines love their shows. Um, and then they have a lot of TLC stuff as well. It's it's a, a fun 
show. I mainly use it to fall asleep. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of fun stuff on there. I'm I'm excited to see what they do. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I have I have I have no idea. I mean, I guess when it show if it shows up on HBO Max, I'll notice a different. Until then, you know, business will carry on as usual, and I'll just keep rewatching whatever whatever great movie comes on to HBO Max, like the Dark Knight trilogy or whatever's next, you know, or the Batman, which does come out later this month on HBO Max in two weeks. Actually, that's gonna be a good day. Yeah, I will. I will be. I will do that. Our last piece of news here, focusing on HBO, you know, we talked about Fantastic Beasts, um, the Dumbledore, the Secrets of Dumbledore, or uh, what is it called? It's Fantastic Beasts, the Secrets of Dumbledore. You're right. Fan- yeah, the, the secret. The secret is who knows why they needed to make these movies, but that's my opinion. But um, hey, hey, don't uh, judge a book <laughs> by its sorry, cover sorry. or title. It's not a, it's not a book, Bailey. Okay, hey, it, the I, other ones were books. These are individuals. I gave but... you the benefit of the doubt earlier. <laughs> <laughs> on Squid Game. Okay, and all right. You're I, right. I can't right. give you the benefit of the doubt on Fantastic Beasts because they may not be fantastic, but they are intriguing. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we talked about Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore, but we failed to mention something that had happened recently in the news, and that was Ezra Miller was arrested for harassment and disorderly conduct, and currently, according to a, according to a source close to Bailey, uh, Warner Brothers is looking at different options regarding Ezra Miller and his other movies or even this film. Bailey, what do we know about that? Well, first of all, I just want to clarify. I don't have the source. Uh, I, I just watched the show, the John Campia show, and they have a source from Warner Brothers. And what they said was that Warner Brothers is looking at options um, as to what to do with Ezra Miller. Um, and that is such a vague um, piece of information that they were given because options could mean that they're going to do nothing. It could mean that they're going to fire him or which would be weird to fire your main star, but like a year and a half or a year and a month before your movie comes out. Um, unless they were going to hire somebody else and, and that would, that alone would cost so much money to reshoot parts of this film. Um, but I don't know, maybe they're going to put some extra time and effort in trying to help Ezra Miller figure out his life because he doesn't really know what he's doing. And um, we saw last year that he had assaulted a a girl somewhere in Europe and had choked her and pushed her to the ground. And um, there were no ramifications for any of the stuff that he's done from Warner Brothers. Obviously, there's stuff going on in his life that he needs to get figured out. And it's... It's hard because, like, all of this happened the same day that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And so it's been kind of shoved under the rug, which is probably good for Warner Brothers. But people are still talking about it. It's an important matter of issue of conflict for Warner Brothers and soon-to-be Discovery. And so um, them discussing options could be them trying to clear the water before Discovery and Warner Media merge. And so, I, I don't know, it's it's kind of just damage control, and we'll just have to play the waiting game to see what happens. I imagine that there this will be kind of like what happened with Death on the Nile, uh, which for our listeners who aren't familiar on that, Army Hammer was accused of um, sexual misconduct with, um, I don't know if it was with teenagers or what happened, but um, they took him out of all the promotional material. And um, it looks like, 
Warner Media will probably just play the waiting game and they're gonna keep delaying this movie. I feel like this movie was supposed to come out in twenty fifteen and it's now twenty twenty two. And it's Ezra Miller's fault probably that it keeps on getting delayed. So thank you, Ezra Miller. Maybe they do a uh, Christopher Christopher Plummer Kevin Spacey swamp like they did with uh, all the money in the world. Do you ever remember that? When the allegations against Kevin Spacey came out or when his life just blew yeah. up? Well, yeah, he was in he was in a he was supposed to be in I believe a Ridley Scott movie and it was called All the Money in the World and he was supposed to play this guy that's super rich and their their one of his family members gets kidnapped. But right as that movie was about to come out, all the all of his controversial, you know, history came up and the director Ridley Scott refilmed all of Kevin Spacey's scenes with Christopher Plummer. And I feel like it'd be much more difficult to do with the flash because it's all about Ezra Miller being the flash. But I mean, who knows? It's, you know, if we're talking about fantastic beasts, I think it's really hard for, because this isn't the first thing Ezra Miller's done. He has had sort of a troubled past, not only, you know, being um, caught with possession of illegal substance, but also, I believe he's had a, a history of uh, abuse and I just feel like how do they, you know, throw Johnny Depp to the wayside and keep Ezra Miller on and now going forward, you know, what are they going to do with him in the flash? And especially if this becomes something more serious, I, I just, you know, it's almost like they're playing with fire and we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's so difficult to really predict what's going to happen. Like fantastic beasts. It comes out next week. And it's not like they're gonna delay that film because of this press that happened, and yeah, it's it's not the kind of press that they want for a film like this. But at the same time, like they did it once with Johnny Depp, like I could see them doing it again with Ezra Miller, and I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't care because, frankly, I I'm not a huge fan of his work, but I I do think that, and I know you definitely don't care about the Fantastic Beasts. Um, but like I, I could care less whether or not he disappears from acting and is just blacklisted. Yeah, so th- those are our Ezra Miller thoughts. Uh, let us know what you guys think, if you have any opinions on this and just on the news in general. But that does it for our news section. Moving on, we're going to talk about some buzz, and we're going to talk about a rumor that is circulating the, the web right now surrounding Obi-Wan Kenobi in the first two episodes. So, so if you is, are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're trying to avoid spoilers, maybe just skip to the end of the episode. Maybe, you know, fast forward two or three minutes. Cause we're going to talk about something that's going on, but Bailey, what, why don't you be the one to tell us all what, what we have heard? What are the, what's, what's rumbling about? Yeah. So just, uh, to give our listeners a warning, in the coming weeks, usually as a show gets closer to its premiere date, a lot more leaks start to happen. Um, like the Ahsoka reveal in The Mandalorian Season 2, um, Boba Fett showing up in Season 2. And um, just as we got closer to when that started to premiere, we we had a lot, a lot of leaks regarding that show. So just giving you guys a warning, stay safe on the internet, put blockers up for Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, and all this, because you will definitely see them if you just decide to browse the internet. Um, but the rumor 
is that in the credit scene for the second episode, we are going to have Obi-Wan and Leia meet. And this will cause a disturbance in the Force for Dark Vader uh, while he's healing in his back to tank. And, um, and at the end, he opens his eyes. And this is Hayden Christensen in the tank. And, uh, and so it'll be really exciting to... To see this again, like we said, take this with a a massive grain of salt because we don't know if it's going to be real. But this comes from the people of uh, the website making Star Wars. And so if if Darth Vader doesn't show up in the first two episodes, people are going to probably riot. And so this is a good tease for what's to come for the rest of the season. And I imagine that they put this in there as as the episode two credit singer because... um, they want people to keep watching. And I don't know if it's something that they're worried about. Like the first episode may be a little slow, which is pretty typical for shows like these um, because it's setting up the plot. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens with this. I, I'm so excited to see Hayden Christensen back in this role. I know a lot of people, that might be a divisive comment, but I'm very excited to see him. What are your thoughts on this rumor? I just think I hate sand. It gets <laughs> everywhere and it's sticky and it's coarse. Um, no, I think, you know, I can I can buzz about this as much as I want to think, but I'm like, I'm very hesitant right now on like all Disney TV show things right now, especially in the wake of like both that season two. So I just want, I'm and holding Hawkeye. on to hope and Hawkeye. I don't know. I kind of like Hawkeye. Nah, maybe not. I don't know. I, I did not I haven't thought like about Hawkeye. It. <laughs> yeah, I haven't thought about it a lot recently, so maybe that's an indicator of how I felt about it. But I just, you know, I really want, I really want a good, compelling TV show, and hopefully they give it to us. So, you know, here's to here's to hoping they make me, they make this worth watching to me. I mean, they got you hooked on the Duel of the Fates. I know. I was, that's what I keep thinking is that I, I'm thinking about this trailer and I'm thinking about the show and I hear that go on in the back of my mind. And John Williams and like, is scoring this show as well. So it's it's going to be really good. Like just that alone, having John Williams return for, to Star Wars is just as exciting as knowing that, they're make, that they made an Obi-Wan Kenobi show. With, with Ian McGregor all these years later. I and just, Hayden yeah. Christensen. Yeah, look, they get points for nostalgia. I want points for substance, all right? That's that's what I'm hoping for. So, we'll see. And like and the other thing if we're talking about this buzz really is it's like why why does Obi-Wan need to meet Leia right now? You know? I don't know. I don't know how that makes sense to me. But all right. There there it is. It's off my chest. That's how I feel. <laughs> Unsure. We'll, we'll find physical, out on but May we'll, 27th. Yeah, but we'll find out. So May 27th that comes at the end of next month. Geez, we picked that one up early, didn't we? Yeah, that covers it for our buzz and news today. Another thing that happened today was Moon Knight, the second episode, came out. Uh, By the time you've heard this episode, I will have watched it. We will not be giving our review on this episode until Friday, though. Yep. So, if you guys, thank you all for listening. 
please be sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Spotify, Apple podcast, leave a rating and review. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out to us with any comments or questions. Our email is abcinema.pod at gmail.com. You can also reach us through Twitter at abcinemapodcast and let us know how we're doing and let us know what you guys think. Uh, That should do it for our episode today. We hope you all have a great day. And as always, keep watching movies.